tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Whether you are looking for a space to host an intimate gathering or a major celebration, the Westmoreland Museum of American Art offers an artful venue for creating a truly amazing and unforgettable event experience. Don't miss the Bridal and Event Showcase at the museum this Sunday, May 21st from 6 to 9 p.m. Meet a variety of vendors, including florists, caterers, bakeries, jewelers, entertainers, and more. To register for this free event, visit thewestmoreland.org. What's up, guys? I love that freaking intro, G. Love, love, love it. Uh, it's my favorite part of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk every we talk for 30 minutes afterwards, but I guess that's the best part. I know. That's episode, the coolest part, definitely. <laughs> episode 36, Mike Cuddles, Jillian the Savage, Robertson, UFC superstar, record holder, flyweight, strawweight, all that great stuff. What's up, G? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, just kind of getting back to training this week. Uh, I feel like I can. I never noticed until like right now how red my face is. I'm like, I feel like I have marks just everywhere, like Velcro burn. Uh, you kind of get like people's like shirt burn too on your face and nogi sometimes. So I'm like, just feeling rough all around. I'm like, my muscles hurt, my body You're hurts. Back. I'm tired. Exactly. Back. It feels great to be back. It's great to be back. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Very cool. I love it. I saw your post. Um, yeah, feels good to be back. I love it. It's so cool. So cool. It was so great. We were like uh, passing ships in the night going into the panhandle. You were there the week before I was. I always love going to that gym. We did it. I think we we went twice. We did it twice. We kind of, you had like two seminars in that same, it's a great gym. It's Remedy BJJ um, and kickboxing, I believe. Trey Allador is the, uh, the coach and kind of the, the gym leader, if you want to say. Great gym. Love that gym. And I guess, you know, out of the blue, he said he reached out to you. We had an island fight. Literally was just past weekend. And, uh, yeah, it was super cool. We were both in the panhandle two different weekends, but uh, ships moving in the night. So how did that go, by the way? Oh, yeah. I just went up there for a couple of days. Uh, Kayla Stricker was actually supposed to be on that island fights card, and they just couldn't get her a matchup. Yeah. So that's why I was up there. I was helping her train, just helping her get ready a little bit. Uh, I believe she does have a matchup now. They were just literally scouring all over for South her. South Florida. Uh, it's, oh, it's She's in fighting by you. Oh, that's awesome. I, I just saw the poster. I didn't see where it was. So yeah. I just saw I was so happy that she finally got a matchup because that girl, you know, it's like she's a gangster. She's down to she's fight. She's down to take any matchup. She just wants to fight, and that's all she's yeah. looking for. And there just wasn't girls who were stepping up. So it's so funny. So here's a backstory to it. And I don't know if you know this story yet or if you heard it. Cool. If not, to everyone new listening to it and all that stuff. So it was probably two years ago, maybe even two and a half years ago. It's probably like the heart of the C word COVID, right? 
she was in the main event of Goro against Carson Nash. She's a very good, she kind of is. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Albuquerque, Colorado, and it was like kind of their last, both girls were going to be like, hey, this is like our last amateur fight. Like both going to be pros. Probably, honestly, if they're in the projectionary that they're in, they're both going to be, you know, UFC, PFL type of fighters. Both very, very skilled amateur fighters. In the fight, the first round of this fight, Kayla uh, tears her ACL. Like you can tell, like she kind of like, she's going like you, she's like going to like try to take her down. And I think it's her left leg. Like you can see, I'm commentating the fight. You can see like it pops and she tears her ACL. She doesn't stop the fight. She, of course, she finishes the round. She doesn't even finish the first round. She fights the second and the third round. She loses a split decision. She goes all three rounds. One judge even has her winning the rest of the fight. She, that's like, and that's the definition of a savage. Like, I love that. Like, ever since that fight, I knew a lot about her. I heard it, you know, because she's from that area. And with Island Fights, I have a lot of close ties with Trey. I know a lot about her. But um, ever since then, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I got to keep – I got to, like, pay attention to this girl. Like, that's badass. That's awesome. So, oh, yeah, 100%. Just, like, you can just tell she has that heart of a fighter, you know? And I'm like, she's just – she she wants it and she wanted to get a fight in soon. She wants to go pro soon, so she just wants to get that last amateur fight in. Yeah. So it's like I'm just happy that it all came together for her. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm excited. I like her a lot. She was actually there at Island Fights. I kind of saw her in the crowd. Um, all right. So we'll we'll guys, we're gonna talk about UFC 292 this weekend. I love this fight card, a lot of really cool fights and fighters, and of course, the main event we'll get into for sure. But real quickly, last little thing on island fights. Was there doing commentating for it? I love doing it. It's like the it's like my fifth baby, if you want to say literally. I just love it. It's like my my just love doing it. And it was maybe one of the best cards ever. It was such a good fight card. The matchmaking on it was so good. It was 14 fights, and we saw first round finishes, we saw submissions, we saw wars, we saw and like everything in between. And that's when you know it's a good fight card. Cause sometimes if you see nothing but first round knockouts, like that's it's mismatch and it's not a great fight night. So there was just so much in between. It was such a great card at Island Fights. It was awesome. It was great stuff. Oh yeah. The, I feel like all Island Fights always puts on a great card. And I know Team Remedy had a, uh, two guys on that card, I believe. That... Yeah. John Gunther. Yep. Had a good uh, time. And, and then that's... Cam Bennett, your boy Cam Bennett was in the main event, lost a split decision, but it was an absolute war. It was the fight of the night. Fought an absolute killer. I think the guy was like six and zero or seven and one. Literally just a war. Just like they back and forth. It was kind of like uh, I'm trying to give you an analogy. Like I know maybe it's too hyperbolic. It was like Nate Diaz Connor too. It was just like they just went back and forth the whole time. It was sick. Great fight. Oh yeah, and especially as an amateur, that's what you need. You know, you need yeah. to be testing yourself. You need those tough matchups. You need to get yourself ready to take that next step for a pro. So it's awesome to see those kind of matchups at an amateur level. 
For sure. For sure. Um, we are around, I think, Saturday or Friday. We're two weeks away, I believe, of Game Bread, Bare Knuckle MMA, Jacksonville, Florida. We can finally say Juan Alvarez is 100% on the car. We can finally say that. So pumped for that. I'm going to be out there for that show. Hopefully, there's a Jillian Robertson sight in. Hopefully, VIP tickets already at the will call for you. Uh, there, there probably will be. We've got uh, more than just one. I know we've got uh, Shazabe is also on the car. Shazabe Rins. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Star, and yes. uh, now he's saying his first bare knuckle MMA fight. So that's going to be super exciting. I'm not sure if, I think we might have one more guy on the car, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so one question for you, like personal question, getting back to like um, training and everything. What's the one thing you get back into the gym? You're like, fuck, like, geez, like, okay, I don't miss this. Like, this hurts. This is like, okay, because like, like, I don't want to say like calluses, but like when you do it over and over again, you kind of almost get used to it. What's the one thing like you're back into it now? You're like, oh my gosh, I got to get used to this again. Um, Something that's not necessarily like physically that I, I don't know, something that's like not an injury, but um. These last couple days, it's been extremely hot in South Florida. And yes. these boys it's have been extremely team. sweaty and extremely gross. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I've had to get used to these last couple of days yes. is okay. putting my face up against somebody's oh. wet shirt and just feeling that sweat drip down. Oh. And, uh, it, it's just, it's been bad. Like today, it was probably the worst it's been in a long time. And I just rolled straight into a puddle of sweat and I feel my hair just dripping in somebody else's sweat. It was so bad. That's so, that's so what gross, I've, dude. Yeah, that's what I've had to get used to. That's so gross. And I'm like, it's so weird, like little things, like people, like when you start to talk to people all the time and every day, you get the, no I like, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a germaphobe because that's like crossing the line, but like, there's like little, I'm not good with other people's sweat. Like, that's just one of my things. I'm not good at that. I would be so grossed out, G. I would not be good at that. I'm usually not too – if I'm part of the, like, the grossness, I'm not bad. You know, if I'm yeah. not sweaty and gross and you're sweaty and gross, then we're usually cool. Oh. But yesterday and today have just been, like, that next level of yeah. – We've had so puddles hot. all over the mat. Like, your feet uh, – when you're walking on the mat, your feet are going underwater. Yeah. <laughs> like – as like parents all the time, like the kids, it's almost like it's taboo. Like you always want to tell your kids to go outside and you want to like, Hey guys, let's do something as an activity. My wife and I were like, guys, we're like, we're not doing anything. Like here's tablets here. We're going to put on like kids watch YouTube. Like here's a computer. Like we're not going outside. It is so effing hot out lately. Like we have been those parents the last two weeks. Like we're not doing anything outside. It's so hot. It's oh, no, even like those couple of days up in Pensacola too. I feel like it's just all over in Florida. It's been yeah. so bad this summer yeah. and then adding in training in a garage and it's just like you're drilling and you're dripping sweat. So crazy.
Uh, I got to tell you some really cool big news off air about our uh, uh, our boss in uh, in making a little bit about Jorge Masvidal. I'll tell you off air. It's really cool. But all right, let's get into it. UFC 292. Such uh, there's so many cool fights. Uh, the Ultimate Fighters finales are on it. A couple, there's like three, I think two or three female fights on it. But let's kind of start from the top. I would love your, I think I know exactly where you're going with it. But let's start with the main event. Aljamain Sterling, one of the greatest bantamweight fighters of all time. He's already said, this is it for me. I'm not cutting weight. This is it. His last fight at 135, uh, Marab, one of his training partners, one of his best friends. He's kind of been in limbo because he's been the number one contender and he doesn't want to fight Aljamain. So he says he's moving up to featherweight, win, lose, or draw, which I love. I respect that, that. Even if he loses, or he even said, like, if something wonky happens in this fight, like, this is it for me in the Bantamweight division. I love that he said that about this fight. He's moving up. He would love Volkanowski next. This is going to be really cool, especially if he wins. Like, we'll get into that later. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Sugar Sean O'Malley, we talked about him a lot on this podcast. One of the biggest stars in the UFC. He's one of those guys we talk about all the time that you know, people ask you, Jillian, like, are you a UFC fighter? Like they ask you Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor, like O'Malley could be one of those guys. I feel like I, some people love him or hate him. He can be one of those guys that really get middle-class America people in Kansas city and people in Nebraska to like, Hey, <coughs> he's a guy like hopefully can cross over to middle-class. I think he can do it. If he does, he needs to win. Like he needs to beat Sterling, who's an all-timer and win the championship. Big, big fight. This has a lot of big, big things to it. Let's kind of get into the details of it. What do you think about this fight? Who do you think is going to win? And let's kind of like break it down a little bit. I am honestly torn on this one. Ooh. I don't, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. I think O'Malley has potential to either not like put him away, you know, be able to get a TKO or a KO. Or I feel like right. o O'Malley has potential to also just outstrike him to a decision. But that being said, I feel like if the fight is on the floor, which Aljo is great at doing, Aljo's great yeah. at bringing the fight to the mat. He's a beautiful single leg. And it's just, if he gets it there, I don't see it, uh, it being a favorable fight necessarily for, for O'Malley. So yeah. I think it depends if O'Malley can keep it on the feet, which I've heard in a couple interviews, that's all he's really focused on doing. Um, I think it is his fight pretty solid. With that being said, like in a weird way, I agree with you. So I'm, I'm leaning out, Jermaine. I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm rooted for O'Malley because I'm not rooted for one way or another. I do think it would be good for the UFC if O'Malley wins. I really do. I think, they would create a superstar Saturday night if Sugar Sean O'Malley wins the championship. I do. And I think there's multiple. Him versus Marab is huge. He's already even said it. If Cheeto Vero, the, the rematch, Cheeto versus Sugar Sean O'Malley is a big rematch. So I just think it sets up big fights, big money fights, and hopefully they can create another superstar, more money for everyone. 
Jillian Robertson is on a Sugar Sean O'Malley card. More money. Like, I just, it's more money for all of us. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm into. But with that being said, I just think, like, Sugar Sean O'Malley's biggest weakness, like, if you want to say his kryptonite, is Aljamain Sterling's strength. I just think it's such a bad matchup for O'Malley. I think it's really bad. I do. And I think Aljamain Sterling's going to, I don't want to say ragdoll because that's, like, too much. I feel like it's disrespectful to say. But I do think Aljamain will get him down sooner or later. It's a five-round fight. That's a long-ass fight. And and I just think Aljamain, like, I, we've, like, we haven't seen Aljamain get starched in years. Like, it's not like he's not, like, very chinny. I just don't see Sean O'Malley kind of, like, touching him one time and him just going, like, to dust. Like, I just don't see... I don't know. Like, I just don't see a lot of paths to victory for O'Malley, if that makes sense. And, uh, like, if you look at O'Malley's past fight, too, with Peter Yan, it's like, I feel like that's where Yan really was successful in the fight, is on the takedowns. He was able yep. to get multiple takedowns in the fight, and it's like, Yan's grappling versus Aljo's jujitsu yeah. is just two different worlds. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how O'Malley, that's how Sterling beat Yan, was because he out-grappled him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's crazy. So, you know, I'm definitely leaning Aljamain. Um, like I said, I'm not rooting for O'Malley to win. I just think it would be, I, I know it sounds corny to say that. I just think it's good for business. I think it would create a superstar. I really do. But, um, you know, yeah. Aljamain's always done good. You know, I like, I know a lot of people dislike him. I'm not one of those guys. I like, I know he's lost a lot of fans with kind of, a lot of people thought he acted with the whole Peter Yan knee thing. Like I've never been one of those guys. I, I get that some people don't like him. That it's just not been my cup of tea. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, co-main of, oh, go. I was going to say, I've just seen all the memes about the double Sean champs getting the Strickland and the O'Malley oh, in these know. next couple weeks. I know. <laughs> the and world's I, not ready. <laughs> the world is not ready. It's oh, We got aliens coming to the world. We got Sean Strickland and O'Malley champions. Um, you know, even add on to that, like Colby Covington might be fighting for a championship soon. We could have Strickland, O'Malley, and Covington as champs. It's like, what are we? It's crazy world. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, co-main event. We haven't even mentioned it. We're 16 minutes in. Wei Lee versus Amanda uh, Lamoche. And I feel like it's definitely underrated with Ian Gary on the fight card and Cheeto Vera on the fight card, like really popular fighters. I just think everyone, and I, I'm I'm guilty as charged. I think Wei Lee's going to run right through her. I think Wei Lee's just going to, like, there you go. Like, I think we're all like that. And this is when the, the upset happens, it seems like. I think everyone is really thinking Wei Lee's just going to wash uh, Amanda Lamoche. I feel like, one, Whaley's looked phenomenal in her last couple of fights. And yeah. two, I think Whaley has way too many ways to finish her. She just has too many options. Yeah. And I think she's just, yeah, it, she can take the fight anywhere and she has a way to win. Yeah, I agree. And then the fun part now is Whaley wins. And I think that sets up Tatiana Soares versus Whaley. Like, that's the fight. That's the one that I think we can debate, go back and forth. Um, like, I don't want to. I think Tatiana Soares can beat Wei Li. I think she can out-wrestle her, out-grapple her, not even submit Wei Li, but even just, just uh, not, I don't want to say hold, but just really out-position her for 25 minutes. I think I think Soares could get the submission win, but just 
out wrestle her for 25 minutes and get the decision if she doesn't get the submission win. But that's future talk. That's future talk. Yeah, I honestly think that if there is any hole in Whaley's game, it isn't her jujitsu. Obviously, she's not like weak there, but it's not her strongest point. Like right, her wrestling right. strong, her striking strong, but her jujitsu is where her hole's at. So I honestly think Tatiana does have her. Okay. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. She's strong. Okay. Cut that up. We're 17 minutes, 40 seconds in. I'm cutting that up. That's a video. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, featured one, Ian Gary versus Neil Magny. I think it's so wild. Um, it's funny that little Fipeness has a couple ties. We actually have uh, Maddie Levine is in Boston. She's actually doing something with Ian Gary. I believe it's Friday. It's really cool. It's a, they have this little thing they got something it's like a private uh little workout they have i'm super pumped for that so we're gonna have a little beside behind the scenes with ian gary on friday ian gary it was i believe it was um it was in charlotte abc card he gets that knockout and he goes hey i'm top 15 i want neil magny next and he like says it to the world and they give him jeff neil and it was like wow that was kind of like out of the blue on the pay-per-view and how the world works he gets neil magny uh, Jeff Neal gets hurt. It's wild how it happens. Just for some people, the world comes to them. And Neil um, and Ian Gary seems like one of these people. I think Ian Gary is going to make a major statement. I think he's going to get the job done um, pretty handily. I think I think we're going to see a uh, a big moment for Ian Gary on Saturday night. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. I think that the fight does go pretty one-sidedly in Gary's way, but it, it's impre- like Neil Magny's saying so active. I'm like, he fought on the same card no. as me. I'm like, he's been fighting forever, and to have ever, his, yeah, ever. to have fights like this back to back, that's just impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I was just thinking about like, like he was like fighting. He was like like Donald Cerrone and Pettis days, like he was active, like all the time. And like, those guys are retired and boxing and in the hall of fame. And now he's like fighting the next generation guys like Phil Rowe and Ian Gary. It's amazing. It really is. Like, I, I don't want to be disrespectful. I just think I, I think Ian Gary's that good. I do. I think Ian Gary's championship material. I really do. It's, oh yeah. And uh, just us saying things about like, People who are staying active. I know the fight right under that is Demond Blackshear. Yes. Last weekend. Back yes. again this weekend. I'm like, that shit's crazy. <laughs> All right. So let's kind of get into that. So it's fun. I love having these inside scoops. So uh, Batista versus Demond Blackshear. So I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Probably, uh, I don't know if you remember this. It was Taylor Starlin's bare knuckle FC championship match. And it was out there in Albuquerque. And of course, Jackson Wink is like the hub out there in Albuquerque. So I'm out there. Uh, Lydia Warren's a good friend and she's out there. She kind of brought me into the gym for like two days. And one of the people that were out there was Damon Blackshear. And I think he just had his first UFC fight. And, you know, it was just very cool. We just kind of gravitated to each other. We just started talking all this each other and him and I, you know, just kind of stayed in contact. And after the fight, I said, Hey man, great fight. You know, you know, congratulations. He got the twister. There's only been three ever, all these things. And out of the blue, he's like, hey, uh, I might be turned around quick. Um, like, and I was so weird, G. Like, I didn't, like, as the reporter or the MMA guy in me, I should have, like, dug deeper. I didn't. And behold, you know, like, the next day, he's on this Boston pay-per-view card. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't even think about it when he said it. I'm like, 
same weight class. He really didn't take that much damage. Like I really should have like, when he mentioned it to me, I'm like, damn, it makes a lot of sense. If he wins this fight, like they kind of really created a little bit of a mini superstar in literally seven days. Uh, he put on a clinic when yeah. he fought last week, and it was absolutely yeah. beautiful from start to finish. Just everything, just smooth, effortless. It looked like like it was really absolutely beautiful to watch his fight last weekend. And I feel like that's the first fight, fight that I've really watched him, and I was like, holy shit, this kid's good. You know, yeah. it's just like that fight made me notice him a lot. And then to see him fight again this weekend, I'm like, that you, you can't not respect somebody who's doing right. something like that. <laughs> And even like, you're right, even if he loses, even if he comes up short, I think, and the MMA community now is behind him. Like, we're like, we're rooting for him, win, lose, or draw now on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just, he, he's he got that fight. He's a fighter's fighter, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Talking about fighter's fighter, someone I'm starting to really love. He's doing a lot of things for Game Bread, Bare Knuckle now. He's doing commentary for him. Uh, I was out there in Las Vegas with him three weeks ago. Let's just say maybe we had a little snack together and watched Circus Dulay. I don't know if we did or not. I There's no uh, eyewitnesses. Cheeto Marlon Vera is my guy. So I'm rooting for Cheeto Vera. It's so funny. So when this fight was announced and it was him and Henry Cejudo, everyone was like, wow, it's a bad matchup for Cheeto. And I was like, I agree. You know, you think Henry's going to out-wrestle him, blah, blah, blah. And then, then when they switched over to Pedro Munoz, I'm like, okay, this is awesome for Cheeto. But now, so that's just maybe the me as being too close to Cheeto or rooting for Cheeto. But this whole week, I've been talking to a lot of people about this fight card. And they're like, dude, they're feeling good about Pedro Munez beating Cheeto now. And I'm just like in disbelief a little bit. I'm like, am I missing something? I know Cheeto didn't look good against Corey Sanhagen. For one, Corey Sanhagen's awesome. Like Corey Sanhagen makes a lot of good fighters don't look good. Just ask Rob Font. Like he just makes a lot of good fighters don't look good. Corey Sanhagen's awesome. And I feel like Corey uh, Cheeto just had a bad out in six months ago, five months ago when they last fought. I think Cheeto's going to like put it on Pedro Munez. Am I wrong on that? I think I am sided more with you a little bit, but I think, and this is probably the case for a lot of Cheeto fights, it can go one of two ways. It's either he gets the knockout or goes to decision and he loses. I, I feel like be a split okay. decision. Yeah. Well, Pedro just throws so much volume. Pedro's always throwing a lot and like staying in the pocket down the scrap where it's like Cheeto's usually finding his shots, getting one strike that's like going to drop you every single time. But like he's more calculated where I, I feel like Pedro's more volume, which can win fights. No, for sure. And I thought about that and I really did. And you are totally right, Gene. I love that you said that. But I think this is going to go against Pedro. I think he's going to throw so much. So, of course, to a lot of amateur people that are listening or watching right now, if I'm throwing a lot at you, what am I doing? If I'm throwing at you, like I'm leaving myself open. So I think Pedro's going to throw a lot. Cheeto's going to take all that in, be like, oh, okay, wow, like you're leaving yourself open. And I think Cheeto's going to land a monster. Like I think, I think we're going to see a nasty knockout, Cheeto and Pedro Munoz. That's just my call. I definitely think it's a more favorable matchup for Cheeto. It's something that he's going to, like like you said, like he's going to be able to find the hole. He's going to be able to find. I feel like Pedro also too kind of favors more like hook punches, like wider punches where Cheeto will be able to find that straight shot. Right, right. I did not like the Cejudo matchup. Like I did not like that. I was like, I was like, Cheeto, man, you just fought Corey Sanhagen, did not go your way. Like the Cejudo is like, 
just coming off of a loss too. Like Cejudo's just going to wrestle you. Like, bro, you're never going to get off. Like I just, oh, yeah. you know, it is what it is, but crazy. Um, all right. So one prelim, I definitely want to talk about. There's a, uh, if you want to talk about an, another female fight or Gregory Rodriguez fight, G, you can. Chris Weidman is back. Like it's crazy. Um, I was in Jacksonville when he broke his leg. One of the most insane sounds you will ever hear in your whole entire life. One of the most gruesome injuries in any sport, football, tennis, basketball, anything you want to say. Absolutely insane. But Chris Weidman's back. I think it's been over like it's been over 700 days since his since that injury um, fighting Brad Tavares. Like they didn't do the man any favors. Like they didn't like say, hey, we're going to give you a young guy or give you an over the hill type of guys like Brad Tavares brings the fight. I think this is going to be a fast fight one way or another. Uh, what do you think of Chris Weidman back in the octagon? Uh, it's just what Chris do you get, you know, coming yeah. back after two years. And after something like that, like, you got to think that that affects him mentally a little bit, you know, makes you yep. maybe a little bit more timid of something or I don't know. It's just such a touchy thing going back into the octagon after you snap your leg in half the last time you left it. It's just it, it really depends what Chris Weidman you see walking in there. Okay. As a fighter, as yourself, if anything ever like that ever happened to you, an arm, a collarbone, anything like that. Would you test whatever injury that happened if it was your arm or leg? Like Chris Wyman, he has said multiple times, he told ESPN, I'm walking to Brad Tavares and I'm throwing a leg kick right away. Like I have to throw a leg kick or like I won't, like the whole fight, I will have it in the back of my mind. Like, am I okay? Am my legs okay? Am I going to throw a leg kick? Like he feels like he wouldn't be able to like just fight organically or instinctive until he throws a leg kick like as the fighter would you have to kind of see where you're at with the injury before you can just fight normal or would you be like fuck i'm not throwing that leg kick i'm not throwing it i hope rod tavares didn't hear that interview of him (laughs) (laughs) i'd be ready to check real quick oh my gosh i hope he doesn't break it again first thing now more than anything that's a terrifying thought, but I, I I think I like any injuries that I've had in the past, I kind of play safe around them. Like I've had my knee before and I guess this uh, might be my whole aversion to hooks, <laughs> but I literally, I had, I um, was in a gi match. I had a girl's back and I had both my hooks in and she just scooted her hips out a little bit and uh, my, my uh, meniscus popped. Yeah. So I'm like, literally, since well, I already was kind of coming away from my idea of hooks, but since then, I don't even play with my hooks anymore. Right. So I'm like, I kind of avoid that position completely because of the injury, and I, I don't want to, like, put the strain on it again. So I feel like, especially knowing that it's probably a little bit more fragile since you just broke it, like, I probably wouldn't try to test it as much. Like, if it, sometimes you throw a kick and it happens, and you got to hope for the best in the fight, but... I, I don't know. I wouldn't be, you know, gambling that it's going to hold together and he's not going to check my first leg kick. I know. It's insane. It really is insane. Crazy, crazy. All right. So it sounds like, um, okay, which, uh, you got to pick the main event, Sterling or O'Malley right now? I'll say Sterling. Okay. So Sterling, Whaley, Gary, Vera? Uh, yeah, Vera. Vera and, uh, oh, are you Blackshear or Batista? A black shear. Black I gotta shear. go for him. Have to. I, do, I think we're like a hundred percent in line. I think we got all those picks. There we go. 
for, I'm for like, money. you got to make the best for me. I can't, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say that on air. You have to wink, wink to me so we can. <laughs> got it. Man, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, like on the Twitter thing, they have the the fighter removed uh, tweets. Are always yeah, yeah. instantly Jillian Robertson. <laughs> No, Actually, no. just Two days? today that uh, James Krause was officially moved just today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was getting at. Literally yeah. yesterday it was James Krause. I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. I know. So it was just on the mind, you know. But yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to, like, sneak that in on a big pay-per-view week so, like, every media company doesn't report and post that. Gosh, uh, crazy just time. A, yeah, such a terrible situation to be in there. <sighs> crazy times. All right, we are back. Episode 36 of Mike Cuddles. Absolutely killed it. UFC 292 Saturday night. Um, ton of stuff to get to. We got Game Bread Bare Knuckle coming, to, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, and Jacksonville cannot wait for that. Gee, anything else? I think we nailed it. Absolutely nailed this episode. Yeah, I think that's about it. Just got great weekend of fights coming up. <laughs> love it. Love it. The PFLs in New York City. Uh, love that. Crazy time. Good time to be a fight fan. All right, we're going to have this amazing outro. We're out. Appreciate everyone watching, listening. Uh, if you guys, guys, if you listen, go. My Cuddles has their own, uh, like, podcast feed. Make sure you download, subscribe, uh, give it five stars, rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. We have another comment. Let's see. Juan Alvarez, time is coming. Wow, look at that. Soon enough, I'm like, I was just, I just grappled with him today and that kid's feeling ready. Yeah, yeah, he's all, uh, let's just say Juan Alvarez is always ready. All right, there we go. No more funny jokes, no more puns. All right, we are out. Mike Cuddles episode 36. We'll talk to you guys later. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.